welcome to the 20 Minutes of Filler Podcast. I am your host, Jason Gatarski, and this is episode 88. And today, we go into battle. <laughs> What's up, Jake? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. I'm Pretty just good. uh enjoying the spring that has finally sprung in Michigan. Yeah. And to celebrate, we are in my cold basement uh <laughs> where we can't see the sun. But um we will be outside shortly, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So uh What's what's happening uh, for you game-wise? What have you been playing a lot of? Uh, well, I just got a copy of Dice Throne uh, Season 1. Uh, they just did a Kickstarter for a, a follow-up game, but uh, it is... Um, I guess the best way to describe it is Battle Yahtzee. <laughs> um, it's... Uh, the, the game consists of... Um, six different characters that all play very differently. Um, and the it really is Yahtzee, where you, you roll dice, and then you can re-roll some or all of them up to two times. And you're trying to um, roll certain faces to activate different abilities that you have. And um, it's just a straight, like, head-to-head, like, knock the other person's health down and you win. Um but the way that they play and the way that the different characters interact is all very different, but all relatively balanced. Like, I've played with all of them so far, and it's it's pretty cool that they were able to balance such different mechanics with each other. Um, the production value is pretty good. Um, art's real nice. They they have a little a bunch of little extra things that weren't necessary, but made makes the game easier to play. And like, there, there's little dials to track your health and stuff like that. That's pretty fun. And, um, I just really, I found it very, very easy entry. Um, really easy to teach people. I think it would appeal to, um, you know, hardcore gamers or, um, like magic, the gathering types that are playing those head to head type games, but also people who are, um, you know, not looking for something terribly complicated. Yeah, I I agree there because I when you first pulled it out, I was like, oh, I can tell by the box, this is not my type of game, mm-hmm. and it, and and it takes twenty to forty minutes, so it kind of pushes the edges of filler. But like our game probably took about twenty thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said there's a couple starting characters that are a little more streamlined, mm-hmm. but like every possible role, like the uh, the pair, the full house, the small straight, the straight, or like you know con- con- dice mm-hmm. combination, um, have different abilities that go with them. So that was kind of intuitive. But then on top of that, like each of them might give you a special ability, or you get this deck of cards that allows you to upgrade your abilities and make them better, or you can play these tokens on other players' things, or you. So there's a lot of like combo choice. So I think mm-hmm. that like I felt swimming in that because that's not my type of game but like i could totally see how people who like to play games on on that magic the gathering level that are like you know like rolling dice and putting together combos and building up these characters you know to go and and do the the most damage in the quickest amount of time can can do that Mm -hmm. and for for me and you we played it pretty casually and like i had a good time like i was like not super excited about it Mm -hmm. but then like when some cool rolls worked out that like I rolled just the right combo to deal you 16 damage one mm-hmm. time. And you had 16 damage left. Yeah. So I would have killed you had you not been able to defend four of that damage. Mm-hmm. You know, So those are cool moments. But typically, like, rolling dice for hit points, and, like, that just doesn't do the thing for that. It, like, makes me stay away. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm a gamer, so I gotta just be willing to try things. <laughs> and, and they did a good job. And I can see why um, this game would have the audience that it does because of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
and it's got a punny name. Yes. So dice thrown like T H R O N E. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I like puns. <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a kind of a neat battle game if you're into the like a you know. So 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 what do you think the the season two is just going to be more of the same like more characters and yeah different. So the 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 replay value in this game really comes from the characters because they all play very differently. Um, and it comes with eight comes right with away or six right away. Oh, okay, yeah. six and then right away. Season two is another six. Um, and they like same basic mechanics for everybody. It's, it's, it's Yahtzee. Like you still have dice numbered one to six for every character that you have. You're all just rolling five dice, but the abilities are so different. And the way that you play certain characters, like we played the, the two most basic characters. Yeah. Um, but there's some characters where you are building up, um, different resources throughout the game that allow you to do bigger things later on. So you're you're rolling and you're not just saying, okay, well, what role does the most damage right now? Like, you might do stuff that doesn't do a whole lot at the beginning of the game, but puts resources in your bank for later that then you can all unleash all at once or something. And so there's... Really, it's whatever character you're playing, it takes a couple times of playing them to really understand the depth of the strategy for that character... But it's also pretty approachable in that the decks of cards that you have, other than the character-specific abilities, most of the deck is the same for every character. And it's one copy of each little special card that might change one of your dice to a wild or, you know, allow you to re-roll something or force your opponent to re-roll one of their dice or something like that. And those are contained in everyone's deck. So once you play a couple different characters, you know the basics of the cards... Right. And then you just learn the specifics for that character that you're playing. Yeah, so. yeah. The the cards, um, at first, so another another the reservation I have, a thing I don't really like in games, is like you learn this rule set, and then to play the game, mm-hmm. you have to learn a whole new set of rules. Like, because <laughs> that's what the powers are, the different rules, the exceptions, and the cards are different rules and exceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the, there was some fun in those decks in the cards like and it was stuff that mitigated the the dice rolls right. which was good because you're not just stuck it's not just playing itself it's like ooh, i can spend this two combat points right now to use this card that's gonna let me change two of my things to wild and that mm-hmm. happens at a good moment so this is a game that does have good moments in it you know mm-hmm. like moments of like excitement so it doesn't just feel like you're just brainlessly rolling dice mm-hmm. and trying to level up and destroy each other like um there was kind of some hooks that like drew yeah. me drew me into the experience a little more. Yeah, like they did a good job at mitigating the absolute luck factor um, with giving you some control with these cards and building up some cards throughout the game to maybe save them for you know one big moment. Um, but it also there's a little bit of a press your luck element because you can roll and you know well if you know my odds are really good that I could get this this weaker move and be safe with that. But maybe I'm going to re-roll these dice anyway, even though I already have this move, to try and get this more powerful move. And so sometimes you'll take that risk because that's going to be the difference in the game if you can pull it off. Right, right. So this one was originally published by, the name of the company is... I think it's called Mind Bottling Games. Mind Bottling Games. But since it's been, they're working with Roxley Games now, so um, to bring it to an even wider audience. So um, if you're into that sort of stuff, uh, check it out. Another another battling game that we we played together was was uh, on the opposite side of the intensity spectrum uh, of Dice Throne, and it was actually nom- uh, nominated, recommended to me, um, I think Last Origins by uh, 
by Matt Wolf. Uh, he said, I, th- I think this is a little game that, that is, uh, that you're going to like, and it's called battle kittens and <laughs> it's put out by ultra pro. Um, and it's designed by, uh, Chris Cast- Castaneto and it's a simple drafting game with cute little, um, uh, deck of, uh, kittens that have, uh, various punny names. Like there's a Katniss kitten in yes. there that, that has the bow and arrow, uh, and there's Cleopatra and some fun, fun stuff like that. Just really cute kittens. Cleopatra. Cleopatra. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so all in cute, uh, battle gear and they have four different traits on them. There's wisdom and, cuteness, uh, cuteness and agility. Yeah, and, and blue. And yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, so they're represented by colors, <laughs> and they mean nothing, but they just chose cute words to go with them. And, and it's a little bit of a drafting meets smash-up, where you're going to um, draft a set of cards, uh, and they all have these four traits and different values on them. And some of them have special abilities, too, which kind of adds a neat twist. And once you've drafted your seven cards, you're going to divide them into these three different squads that you'll be placing at... Um, at these battle, these battle arenas that the mm-hmm. king has decided, whoever you know, like he's going to send you off the battle so you can win the fish or some ridiculous story or like that. <laughs> so, you once you have your seven cards drafted, you put them into these three different squads. You have to have at least one card at each of the three battlegrounds, and then you figure out who gets first, second, or third place. And there's different rewards. Sometimes second place is better. Sometimes first and second get the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of those battlegrounds and characteristics that is the one that determines it. I just mentioned that too. So you, you just, you flip out the arena and it tells you the, the point values, but then you, you deal out a, uh, I forgot what they're called, like characteristic card or something like that. Attribute card. Yeah. yeah, That tells you which suit you are going to be battling Mm -hmm. for. So you're, you know, two of those at the beginning and the point values, but the other one, um, those are face down, both the arena and the attribute card. So you don't really know what you're mm-hmm. going to be, uh, be kind of bidding for until after you've already drafted your card. So mm-hmm. you kind of want to hedge your bets and like get a little bit of both mm-hmm. when you're drafting your cards. But there is a little bit of deduction in that, you know, what two are face up and there's only four attributes. So you right. know, it's going to be one of two attributes. So you can kind of, you know, maybe put all your eggs in one of those baskets and maybe win it, maybe not. Or you can try to split evenly between the two. Like there's still... It's not completely blind, but it's still you don't know which one it's going to be. Right, which which adds some nice randomness for uh, for playing with younger people, mm-hmm. um, and that's who I think this game would be would be good for, like kind of introducing drafting to some new people or people who like you know games with cute art because these uh, these little kittens are pretty silly, and uh, yeah, it's it's not like a mind blowing game, but uh, and and it wasn't ideal with two players, but it plays up to six. So I think, and there's variants too. There's a family variant. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, some different drafting variants. There's a team variant for four to six players. So I think that like you get a lot of game in this little eleven ninety nine mm-hmm. you know package. Um, so yeah, and and it gives a little flavor of battling, but really it just gives you mostly flavor of like choosing a card and you know like mm-hmm. putting them in in groups uh, that can you know show you have supremacy over one area or not and mm-hmm. it to get your your fish rewards mm-hmm. so it's uh battle kittens so it's it's battling but on a on a smaller smaller scale cute little game um so so before we uh before we uh kind of move on and wrap this up 
we're kind of celebrating the closing of the uh, filler campaign for mm-hmm. Green Couch Games, and we've unlocked some stretch goals, and we got a couple more to go. So um, we'd love it if you haven't checked out the campaign to, to get over there and, and have a look. This is a really cool game. If you listen to the previous episode, Jonathan Schaffer was on and talked a lot about um, what went into the game, and he's got some uh, kind of design notes that he's put up on Board Game Geek. We've got tons of reviews. The game is only 15 bucks, and it just gets better when you guys uh, throw in your support uh, because we can add some cool stuff to make it even better. So uh, we're closing that up, but it is a uh, game about filling pastries, uh, which is a, a hobby of mine outside. <laughs> I mean, not, not filling them as much as eating them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I thought that we could close things out here by just kind of going through and, uh, and coming up with a list of other games that are sweet little games that you because uh, you know we like puns so uh so so let's kind of go through and just compile a list of kind of quick recommendations and a few comments on on some other sweet little games so why don't you go uh, why don't you go first all right well um i'm you know i'm thinking about drafting we just played battle kittens and sushi go is um i mean pretty much it's a great entry drafting game yep with family mechanics plus you can collect that pudding man. that pudding that, put, that sweet <laughs> pudding. all about that sweet pudding <laughs> and uh you know it's a great little you know super light um there's a party version that adds a little bit more complexity and ups the uh player count but the the basic game is you know under ten dollars and it's, um you know i've had fun every time i've played it it's just super super it's that it's a perfect like cool down game or uh, you know, a uh, dessert, if you will, uh, <laughs> after a night of playing some longer games. Awesome. So. Yeah, and you know, um, I'm just gonna just do my shilling moment here. Where also, if you like uh, Sushi Go, another really sweet game would be Best Treehouse <laughs> Ever, which uh, kind of scratches that drafting itch, and it has some. Uh, you know, there's a chocolate fountain in it, oh, well, and the go. art, the art is pretty adorable uh, <laughs> and sweet as well. Uh, so another one. Uh, buddy of mine brian fisher made a game with dice haven game called pie factory and it's about uh, a conveyor belt and managing the uh, the pie factory boxing pies and selling them and uh, keeping uh you know the family business running it's uh, a little harder to find i'm not sure it's if it's still in print it, it came from the first um uh, dice hate me 54 card uh, design challenge where they ended up putting out six games from that group in their rabbit line which is their smallest box available but uh it's got some cute graphic design it's got sweet tasty pies and you can put fillings and toppings on them and if you like games where there's like that um uh kind of like morels has that like you're coming like the the the, the conveyor belt where you mm-hmm. can pick the first or second card and like mm-hmm. you're strategically pulling cards off the line um it's got a neat thing going on. It has a time mechanic, which is also similar to to uh, to filler mm-hmm. in that way. But it is a different enough of a game that you're getting you're you're scratching a totally different itch mm-hmm. if you're going to play filler yeah, or I've Pie played Factory. Both, and I'd say they, they are very different in application, if if not in aesthetic. Cool. So awesome, awesome. All right, you got another one? Uh, yeah. Um, I uh, I quite enjoy Mintworks. Yeah, I know we've talked about it before. That was your but, first uh, appearance on the podcast. I think we talked about Mintworks, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, but this one, I mean, the game comes in an Altoids tin. Like, <laughs> right? You could. I, I, I spent when I first got this game. I spent months with it in my pocket, you know, and just, um, you know, I take it everywhere. And it, you know, it's a it's a cool little worker placement game, which is really neat. 
Plus, it has um, it has solo AI cards that all play differently that you can, you know, it's easy to carry around and you can just sit down and play a game by yourself and have a different challenge each time. And uh, Speaking of I, solo AI. Right, I know, I was going to say, <laughs> it has, it, there's a very similar application in Filler, which is, yes, which is cool. Yes, which we're almost unlocking that stretch goal to increase yeah. the, the AI uh, count up to the number of chefs that are in the game which is six so you'll have to play one to six and like a million different not a million but a lot of different ways to play against a lot of different opponents i guess six different ways to play <laughs> not, a, not different than a million but in my heart it feels like a million it explodes the possibilities there yeah mintworks is great it's and it's it's sweet it's cute it's small um really great little game uh so uh this one might be a stretch but uh you know something else that's sweet um... potatoes <laughs> Yeah. yeah, right? I mean, basic, that, you know. It's a variety starch of potato. Yeah, starch. Sugar. Yeah, start sugar. <laughs> yep. My uh, my brother-in-law always tells my kids that, like, the crust of the bread is, like, the best part because that's where all the sugar is. Like, in the starchy, <laughs> starchy part when they leave it behind. But anyway, starchy potatoes, sweet potatoes. These aren't a game about sweet potatoes, but a great trick-taking game mm. with interesting twists um, from, from Zotch is Potato Man. Um, re- really clever game. Um, really cute art, so it's sweet in that way, too. So that's all I'll say about that one for now. <laughs> Any other ones that you see uh, that uh, would fit the mold of sweet games? Um, Whether you've played it or not, something you're interested in. Well, I I, I don't know a lot about this game, um, but uh, I know that a lot of people add sugar to their tea. Um, oh, that's true. There is a tea themed game called Elevensies. Yes, where you I think it's a solo game. Um, uh, there is there is Elevensies for one okay. that um, that Eagle Griffin put out. Okay, but uh, this is a uh, Elevensies. The the standard game is a two to four player. Oh, game. okay, yep. And it, it's a neat, simple game. Um, it's designed by uh, David Harding, hmm. and um, yeah, really really fun game. Which I believe David Harding is the brother. Of uh, the Sushi Go designer. Oh. So Adventure Land Games is the company that put out Elevensies. Okay. And uh, that was the company that originally put out Sushi Go before GameRight picked it up. So, yeah, Elevensies is uh, is a cute a cute game. Um, and it has white sugar cubes in it, which are just cubes, which is an easy <laughs> oh, component to get go. made, but it fits thematically for yeah. sure. Um, a few other ones to list would be Just Desserts from, from Looney Labs. It's uh, uh, simple, but a good kind of family game. Piece of Cake. Which is actually about pie, huh. um, but it, it has been re-implemented as uh, New York Slice. Oh, which also was a sweet game because yeah. it has pineapple in it, oh, right? Yeah. It's a I cut you choose game from mm-hmm. Bezier Games, mm-hmm. and one of our family favorites. My kids just love like either cutting the pie or cutting the pizza. New York Slice adds some some uh, twists with variable rules, which mm-hmm. makes it, a, I think, a better game in the long mm-hmm. run. But a uh, piece of cake had been on a print from Rio Grande Games for a long time, and mm-hmm. they, they re-implemented it as the pizza game. That's cool. Uh, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, Farmageddon uh, from uh, Grant Rodiak has sweet corn in it. That's a fun card game. Uh, the uh, the Yummy World game, uh, Party at Picnic Palace from WizKids, the kid robot-themed like uh, blind yes. bag. Um, you could eat just about everything in that game if it was real, and you didn't mind eating smiling faces of goodness. Uh, Viva Java, the dice game. Uh, I like sugar in my coffee, so that's a sweet one. There you go. And then, uh, 
another bigger, meatier, non-filler game that has a little bit of sweetness, but mostly spice, is the Pepper Game uh, by Ed Marriott Scoville. Yes. Uh, it's got sweet art, too, yes. <laughs> by my uh, my dear friend Joshua Capel, who, awesome. who can um, draw a pepper like nobody's business. Yeah, and we talked about how much we love uh, we love puns, and it took me so long to realize that the name of the game is a pun. That it's Scoville, as in talking about the spiciness scale, but it's also the name of the town that is having yeah. a chili cook-off in this game is Scoville. <laughs> Double meanings, man. Yes. We're just going down the rabbit hole of, of hidden humor that just shows up <laughs> one day and explodes in your brain. <laughs> so good. So good. So there's a few sweet games for you to check out. In addition to these games, uh, the extra honorable, uh, double honorable mention of shilliness <laughs> um, would be Rocky Road a la mode. Oh, man. Because um, it's awesome. And I published it. It's by my friend Josh Mills, and it's about ice cream. Um, Walk on fire. I mean, I like my uh, my stir fry a little sweet and sour. Um, so basically, you just like food. I, I love food. <laughs> it's hard because I think about like somebody shows me a game and it's about food, and I'm like, oh, I want to do this game, and then I'm like, all my games are about food. Should I do another food game? Um, there may be more food games in the future, but maybe not. Uh, um, firefighters, Ladder 29, they have to eat. I'm sure after after going into a hot, burning building, they need sweets to recover from that. <laughs> My brain is exploding yeah, with all see? the connections. I just, uh, before the earth explodes, <laughs> like, you have to eat all the sweets. <laughs> um, and that's really why people are leaving to find a new planet, is because the sweet supply is running low, and uh, they need to uh, refuel their bodies. <laughs> Avalanche Yeti Mountain, he just wants a Snickers. <laughs> like, he's coming after the skiers to steal their snackages. Okay, this has gone much too far. Um, but we are just grateful that for you hanging out with us. We played some new battle games. We talked about some sweet games. We want to hear in the 20 Minutes of Filler Facebook group, what are your favorite sweet games? And um, we hope that until next time, uh, after I tell you where you can find out more about us, you get out there and play great little games. So you can find me on Twitter at Jason Kotarski or at Green Couch Games. I'm on Instagram at Green Couch Games as well. What about you, Jake? What are you up to? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at roundtablereview.net. Awesome. And like I said a minute ago, a little prematurely, please get out there and play some sweet little games.